This is Coach Kita Bussy with 185 Arms Training Podcast. Today we have Maria Gushina from Russia. She finished top six at the World Shoot, and she is going to share some training tips. So stay tuned. This is 180 Firearms Training Podcast. Привет, Masha. Привет, Kita. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the world who you are. Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Maria Gushina. I'm three times IPC world champion and European champion, multiple times Russian national champion. And I'm here uh, join Kita uh, with the interview and ready to answer your questions. Awesome. So you finished top six in production at the World Shoot. Can you tell us about mm -hmm. that? Yeah, of course. Uh, it was 2017. It was a world shoot in France. And, uh, you know, I think um, many, uh, many years passed already, but it was maybe my best match, as I can say, and best result, uh, because I've never done it before and I've never dreamed about it. Uh, because uh, top six is quite a lot, you know, and I finished with 98%. And I've never did, I never did it as a world shoot. For example, my previous world shoot, it was in Florida and I made something about 85%. So it was like plus 13% and it was a huge result. Um, so I was so happy and uh, to be in a top six all over the world, it was such a big uh, um, pleasure for me and shock. So, of course, it was fantastic result, fantastic match. And I think, I hope, I will try to do my best to do it even better next time. Now, this was not top six women. This is top six overall in production. And in, Yes, that's yeah. amazing. So, in IPSC, they call the top six the super six. And a lot of times there's a shoot-off after the match. Did you have a shoot-off at, at the world shoot? Yeah, of course. Uh, we did a world shoot like a usual, uh, like a usual shoot off, and also there was a shoot off Super Six, where six um, the most the best shooters uh, shoot few stages. I think three stages, and so the only one winner could be. So first of all, there starts six person. Then after each stage, uh, they put off two shooters. So at the second stage, there would be just four shooters. And at, the, and at the finals, there are just two shooters. And so in the end, you have a winner. So also I, I took part in it. And of course, in, in usual shoot-off, in ladies and in overall. So it was fun. Oh, that sounds awesome. I like that. So it's like at the end of the match, after you're done, the top six people get to go shoot for the title. That's, yeah, uh, yes. That's and it's a, and it's a big And it's a big fun, you know, and you have such a big stress there because of the match, you know, after one day, you are you becoming to become, and uh, you know your all all your squad, and you are okay. So it's not such a big stress. But when you did it, when you do it only once with uh, lots of people around who are watching you and who came to see how you shoot, because all other days they shot with their squads and they didn't see you. So many of them are coming. They are waiting, for example, to see how I shoot for years, you know, and they come and, and they want to see. So it's such a big stress and pressure mentally. So it's, it's really a cool feeling. Yeah, and that super sick shoot off is really fun to watch because they put a timer up on the stages a lot of times. So you can see what their time is. Everyone gathers around to watch them shoot and the shooters are taking more risks because the match is over. So now yeah. you get to just shoot for fun and take all the risks. And you really lay it all out there. Those are How like did you the, place the, it, that one? Those are like the for the grand stages. Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, like pretty much. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so how did you do? How did you do with that? Uh, you know, I remember that I won like a usual shoot off. I won in ladies. And I remember that I took part in, um, in men shoot off. And I did some stupid mistake and my, um, uh, my teammate put me off. Uh, it was, his name is Pavel. So we were together with him. So he just, <laughs> he just won. So I did not. And uh, at the shoot off super six, I remember that I won ladies for sure. 
but man, I don't really remember how long I was in the game, you know? But I remember that there were very difficult stages. There was one of the longest stage with the very long distances, and it was really um, very hard. And in overall, that world shoot was pretty hard. I, I was shocked when I saw it. It was mm -hmm. not just, just so easy as, um, for example, uh, world shoot in Florida, as I remember. If to compare France and Florida, Florida was easy. Right. So France was uh, very hard. How long have you been training still to get to the level that you're at? How long have you been doing it? How old are you and like all that kind of um, stuff? I'm 26 right now. And I started when I was 11. But, you know, wow. I can say that, yes. But, you know, right now the time changed. But that time, I think till 15, till my 15, um, it was uh, cool for me to use guns. But uh, me and my parents cannot um, think about some result because I was so young, so small, and I didn't have so much uh, strength, you know, in my muscles and so on. So I can't hold my gun tight and I had such a big recoil. So I'm not speaking about big results. But when I turned 16, you know, the life changed totally in shooting. Because immediately I start to won some titles and I start to shoot good. So I think before this time, it was just good for safety, for trigger control and for stuff like that. But um, when I speak about result, the great result starts from 16. And so I can say that like a training process, like strong training process and so on, I, I'm doing for 10 years now. So. so is that, yeah, so is that something where like it, you started winning and then you started taking it more seriously or was that something that was kind of always in the cards where you were like, okay, now I'm a little older. Um, I want to start doing this more seriously. And then you started winning or did the, did the results like bring around like the more serious training and like, no, you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, for example, when I started to shoot, it was just for fun. You know, I did it because I liked it, but when you start to do results, uh, you're, it's like a drug, you know, you want yeah. to, to have this feeling again and again and you want to be better and better and the training process um, changed because you started to put some higher goals for example if before for me some some training things were okay if i do it better or worse and it was it was normal so it was okay for me but till that time till 16th it, it was not normal i wanted to do it better and better and my coach expected some better results at the training and uh, at the competitions so it was um, not just about um, uh, my serious thoughts about this that um, you know I didn't take uh, shooting so seriously I didn't think that I will train someone and so on but just for myself I wanted because every one of us are a little bit egoists you know we want to be the best and so on so this is the same so you just want to be the best and, and that's all so you start to train hard and push yourself. Yeah. So awesome. what are nice some awesome, awesome on your parents? You know, your parents have really been big support then, I guess, throughout your uh, your whole shooting <laughs> career. You know, that's great. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. Yeah. What are some things that you do in your training with firearms that you feel really help you to win and to be successful? You know, I can say that uh, one the most important thing. Uh, every people, everyone um, do this mistake. Uh, they they think that practical shooting is just about the speed, and uh, if you will be fa quite fast, it doesn't matter what points you have, uh, how you move, uh, and so on. But that's totally not true. Uh, every shooter forgets that the first thing you you have to put attention to it's your is your um, accuracy point. yes accuracy that you have to be accurate and you know i have some um some students who come to me and they're like oh, i'm super fast i'm super cool i'm so good and you know they come to me and i i I'm, i i do some stage for them and saying like so okay show me what you know and so on how you'll do it so they they they, they run fast they do some some crazy stuff and I'm watching that and then I'm asking like, uh, did you want to make me um, shocked or surprised? You thought that 
like I will after this speed I will say like yeah you are so <laughs> like like that's gotta no crush some be, egos that's gotta crush yeah, some I mean, egos <laughs> I mean like no one will be surprised if you are a professional shooter so you won't surprise someone with a good speed with a fast speed you know lots of good shooters they do this fast speed the most important thing if you do it accurate and with fast shooting you still have lots of alphas and uh, less charges and so on or you do it fast but you have like a couple of misses and lots of deltas and and you crash the stage you know this is the main point all right well would you would you uh, agree with though that running a gun slow and running a gun fast are two totally different feelings like it's not the to, to me it's two different things like you got to be able to kind of get the yeah dot, you know if you're using a yeah, dot or, for sure. or for sure and you know first of all when someone comes to me for training i i say everyone don't try to do all the stuff very fast <clears> at the beginning when i explain something try to do everything so slow because when you do everything from the first steps slow you remember um how your finger work how the trigger work you feel all the millimeters of it because when you do it fast your brain cannot um feel those differences but when you do it slowly from the beginning uh your brain starts to understand so like uh-huh here it works like this here like this and then step by step speed comes fast but uh, first of all the base has to be very very good you know so that's why better to start slow and accurate and then the it will be like this you know how fast you'll start to shoot but first of all, your brain and your body has to understand how it works. Because when you don't know, you don't really uh, realize. You just do it, um, you know, how um, uh, it's like um, in, it's like a casino. When you don't feel the gun, it's like here right now I win, then I lose. And you don't know how it works. But when you know um, the, the stuff, uh, like some points which can make you win, so you you will win. It's not like a roulette or something like this. So that's why you have to be sure. You have to make everything slow, step by step, and speed will come. But everyone forget about it mostly. Okay, yeah, so that, that's interesting to me though because I usually find people get stuck in a rut. You know, they find that they'll shoot a bunch of alphas at a certain speed, and then they, you know, they'll start to push it a little bit, and they'll, all of a sudden they'll have a few charlies or a delta or a mic. And they'll go back mm -hmm. to that speed and they'll never, you know, once people get comfortable shooting alphas at a slow speed, I find that they get stuck there kind of, and they, mm -hmm. they never really want to get out of their comfort zone because they really like shooting alphas. But I find that some <clears> people <throat> don't put an emphasis enough on speed. Um, but mm -hmm. maybe that's just a difference between IPSC and USBSA. I, but, I, but you know, one also interesting thing, uh, I have a student and he wants to do everything very fast everything like i'm i'm saying him to do this for example some transitions and he starts to do very fast and shoot very fast and he makes some multiple shots and reshots and so i told him okay i'll show you how you have to do it so i stand it was a beep so i did it and then i realized for myself i did it so slow like without any speed for me i saw everything i especially for him i tried to show everything super slow but he, when i turned and saw his face like he was and it was slow but for me it was slow you know because i felt everything everything was under the control for him of course right now it's it's very fast but if he would start to do also everything slow he will understand the process how he see the sides uh, feeling the trigger so for him it also would be easy but at this point I did it. It was for me very slow, but for him, it was super fast. And like, you know, and I know that I could do it even faster. So I didn't try to do it fast. So this is the point. So you have to, from step by step, the speed will come. And even as you progress in your skill, I think sometimes taking away the timer, just focus on doing everything properly is a good idea instead of always pushing for that speed to beat that timer. What do you think yeah, about that's that? True. Yeah, that's true. Because usually, if to say the truth, um, when I use a timer at the training, I'm not always watching the time. Sometimes it's just a beep, you know, a signal, which makes you do start to do something. And just sometimes when I really have to, for example, I know that I did some, some skill 
I, I learned it and I want to see the progress. So of course, now I will start to look at the timer, but at the beginning and even in, in the middle, um, I don't use a timer as a timer with the final, uh, final time. Sometimes it's just a beep. And then I can already try, for <clears> example, to do it in slow, slow, then a little bit faster to push myself and see the time difference, see the points, see the result, you know, but the timer sometimes is just a beep and sometimes it makes you, uh, it makes your brain, um, it's like a test, uh, show you if you have to still be a little bit down, you know, to keep calm, to, to shoot points, or for example, you see that, I don't know, one week ago, you have, um, longer uh, longer time at transitions and now you have a shorter constantly and you don't lose your points so you can push and go further you know so it's uh, the timer is a good is a good thing but you have to know how to use it and not always to push yourself so now the how, does first that, time how does that translate to a match though so that's one thing i was talking about so like how do you how do you ride that line like what's like day one stage one like what's your what's your feeling going into that stage and then versus like you know day two or day three um are you are you a little bit more conservative coming out of the gate or are you a little aggressive or like how, do, how does that work in a match for you um look at the match <laughs> i really don't like to see the result at the match for example uh some shooters look results of each other i'm trying not to do this for example if i feel that i'm go do doing good and i should good so I try not to not to watch, but then before last day, I try to look at that, look at the result, and then I can see if I have to push or I have to become. Because sometimes, for example, I see there is a big gap and I'm a winner. So if I will push, it will make a risk, and maybe who knows what will happen. But if I see that there is nothing to lose and I'm like someone is few points ahead, so I can push and I will do that. So, but usually I try to do it before the last day, but I don't know, you know, uh, next year will be the world shoot. So I will see, maybe I will change my, maybe I will change my mind about it. But right now till the end, I'm not watching. Just you sometimes and, if you I- You and Grant, you and but, Grant have very similar uh, mindsets on that then. You and Grant <laughs> does the exact same thing, I believe, yeah. right Grant? But yeah, you know, for try. example, but you know, for example, if I know uh, that I shoot bad, for example, Russian nationals, three days. And it was real. It, it's a real story. So how many, sta how many stages over three days? So three days, how many stages? Uh, 24 stages. 24, like okay. This, this year, it was 24. Yeah. Usually was, we do, I think, 24 in two days. Was that in Yekaterinburg? Was that in Yekaterinburg? Where yeah, was this? Yeah. 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 It was in Yekaterinburg da. this year. <laughs> yeah. Da. Da. Um, <laughs> There were 24 stages, so three days of shooting. And uh, I was training and I was ready for the match and so on. But after the first day, I was so nervous that I understood that I didn't shoot my shooting. And I did so bad that I realized that even right now, I have to look at the results because I have to know that how many points I've lost so how much do I have to push, <laughs> you know? So this was only, um, um, only time when I did it, you know? And it helped, and it helped me because really I started a little bit some, somewhere to be careful, somewhere to push where I can. And uh, at the end, I did second. But really after the first day, I was thinking that I won't be at the podium because I did so bad and it was such a stupid mistakes. I didn't uh, even realize how I could do them. So it happens sometimes. And sometimes our rules and ourselves, we can, we have to change them, you know, because if I won't uh, look at the results from the first day, so I didn't know, I, I don't know what to do in the future, you know, like next two days. So that's okay. why so sometimes- So basically to build the game plan, you kind of like, I yeah, have to. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why I was just about to say. So you guys, you know, you and Grant uh, primarily shoot a lot of stages in a in a big match. How, would your mindset change at all if you had a ten to a twelve stage match? Like that was your entire thing, and you shot it in one day. Because for for us over here in America, shooting USPSA, a lot of our sectionals and stuff are only one day matches, and they're usually ten to twelve. Um, so, like, what would your mm -hmm. mindset be 
would it be different because you don't have a day two or a day three it's you show up and you got to shoot that day um, mm -hmm. or, or like like how would how would you translate that to like a smaller stage match with like a, like a uspsa style but you know for example right now uh, because of the covid we don't travel uh, a lot and we travel right now just inside russia and we have only few major matches where we have uh, two days or more of shooting and usually right now i shoot uh, in moscow and we have small 12 stages matches and i can't say as for me i can't say that um, something changed like a uh, match plan and, um, and 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 stuff like that because for me it doesn't matter if i should if i shoot it one day or two days and so on of course i can say that if you shoot it for a long time it's more difficult you know really difficult but also shooting one day match it's also difficult because uh, you know, 12 stages, one day, and uh, you don't have a second day to, to redo some mistakes, for example. If right. one day you have six stages, one second day you have six stages. So, for example, first day is terrible. So you're thinking, okay, so next, next day is the new story. So I start from the beginning and I will do it good. So it's, you know, every, all, all the time it's different. So I can say that the long story for a few days it's hard, but at the same time, it gives you a chance to start from the beginning, to start a new day, you know, so um, with a good result. Um, and this you don't have with a 12 uh, stage, with 12 stages in one day, for example. So yeah. um, it's you different. Gotta, you you got to have yeah. it or you don't, you know? Yeah. That's why yeah. I feel like but I usually in, come out a little but, bit more aggressive. I don't really have my cruise control yet. You know, I've kind of just like said, yeah. I, I got I to gotta do something out of the gate here to put myself in a good spot. So that's uh, but in, different. But you know, in any case, you have to do your best. Uh, it doesn't matter if you shoot two days much or one day much. Try to do your best to concentrate on your shooting and don't speak with all your friends uh, if you want to see the good result, you know? don't. So something like this <laughs> to make some pay rules. Pay attention, Mike. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Yes, I, what, what, advice, yeah, what advice would you give somebody that, that is mentally checked out after two stages? Let's say they have like a bad stage on their second stage of the day and they've, they're just done. Like what advice would you give that person um, with, the, with the rest of the match still left to go? Because I see that happen a lot. Um, can you tell one more time? I didn't take the, the yeah, point. Yeah, no, that's all right. I said, I said, so what would you tell a person who mentally will check out after like the second stage of the day, if they come out and they have a bad stage, uh, but they still have the whole match left to go and they're, and they're just done. They say that, oh, well, it's over. And they kind of, they don't really try anymore. They give just, up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think every, every shooter had this feeling, everyone, there is, it's, it's normal feeling. The, um, the only thing is, uh, as I say for me, um, for example, why do I shoot? I shoot because I enjoy it. I like it. I like people around. I like guns. I like stages and uh, all the atmosphere around um, makes me feel happy. Yeah, because it's my choice. So why do I have to be um, to give up just because of one mistake, even if there is like 12 or more stages ahead and uh, everything could be changed, you know, no one knows what's going on in the future. So that's why everyone has the same chances and um, you just don't have a give up. And in any case, it's uh, a good experience, first of all. So, you know, that sometimes happens like this and uh, not everyone, all, there is not, um, not even a one person who wins every match. Sometimes you lose. It's, uh, it's normal. It's natural. So you have to know how this feeling, um, this loser feeling, you know, because uh, <laughs> you, are, you are not always a winner and you have to, um, to know how to <laughs> so make a comeback. So <laughs> yes, yes, make a comeback. So that's why it's, um, it's a good experience, first of all, and everyone has to understand it. But okay. let's talk fitness a little bit. Because, so Maria, I met you when you were just a teenage girl yeah. and I've seen you really change and grow over the last few years. You've mm -hmm. completely changed the way you look. You've been mm -hmm. working out really hard and yeah. it's totally different. So tell me what you're doing. What's going on with that? You know, um, 
like nothing special. <laughs> first, first of all, for girls, it's so easy to change, if to say the truth. Even if you're like, like me, yes, you cut your hair, you, you change the color of your hair, it's totally different. But in physical thing, I can say that, um, you know, it's a combination of, uh, of food, of your trainings, uh, and so on, of everything. And even um, I just changed my mind totally. Absolutely. You know, uh, how I look at some, in some things, like usual things, not about even shooting or, or food or your, uh, like the gym things and so on just absolutely i changed my mind on all the stuff like that and i can say that my life changed absolutely even like a personal life mostly in my family and uh, with my friends so and this make this um changes makes me change you know <laughs> so and that's all what i can say but uh about the physical things i can say that i train every day and i made so much sports and different sports for example i do tennis and i want to go to some competitions you know not a not a big one not a major one but still i want to compete and so on so it's interesting i do boxing and i go to gym and i try different stuff and it makes me feel happy and i like it so just like this you know <laughs> these changes are made so so between shooting and all of your athletics how many trainers do you have? Not at all. For example, in shooting, uh, I don't have a train. I don't have a coach, and it's a pity uh, because you know sometimes you have to. Someone has to tell you your mistakes because, for example, I sometimes I can't see my mistakes. Yes, just feel it. But from the other side, some people can tell it. So it's a pity. Mm -hmm. Right now, I don't have. And about the physical condition. I think in gym, I have um, one coach with whom I, I do boxing and gym. And then one coach in tennis. Like it's the major whom I see every time, like through the week, through the whole week, you know. And then sometimes if I add something, of course, I see someone else, you know. But totally, I can say that two coaches are my major, you know, and that's all. Okay. And do you and, have... And uh... yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, for me, as I understand in shooting, would be great to have not a coach, but a partner. Um, yes. For, yeah, for example, someone with whom I can compete during, yeah. The, um, yeah, during the training, you know, with whom I can like see the time difference, like what he did or she did better or me or I did better. And who also can tell me like, Maria, this was bad. I think mm -hmm. it's better to, to train or you have to pay attention to this. So something like that, but you that's know, what I, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you don't have somebody at your range that you're like, Hey, I don't, I don't know how it is over there in Russia, but like, you know, I like, even if I don't have like a, a GM PCC shooter or a GM open shooter that shoots with me regularly, I could still, you know, there a lot of people can tell you just, you know, generally, as long as they kind of know what they're doing, they can say, Hey, yeah, you're doing this true. wrong, or this doesn't look right. So I was going to mm -hmm. say like, you don't have anybody over there. Like, how is it in Russia to go to the range? Like, is it, is it something where you can just call your buddy and be like, Hey, let's go to the range and we're going to work on some things or. You know, it's different. I don't know how it works in the USA, but here uh, we don't have, um, how to tell you, we don't have uh, lots of shooting ranges. You know, the weather in Russia is quite strong, cold, so on. So that's why mostly we have indoor ranges. And um, because they're not so big and there are not uh, many uh, shooting bays in the shooting ranges, and it's quite expensive for Russia to shoot, so that's why the time we, when you can come to the shooting range is just a tiny, small, not a lot of time. For example, um, mostly shooters go to shoot, I think, twice or three times a week by one or two hours. It's the maximum. I'm even you, you right even now. you, they don't let you they don't let you train specially. Um, you know, um, right now, for example, right now I make a break a little bit. <laughs> I want a little bit to, to have a rest from shooting. So right now, for example, I don't change, but I remember the time that in my home shooting range, um, there were not uh, empty spots to shoot because all the time came shooters um, who, who, who come first time or who train all, all, all the time, who pay money. So the time was full, you know, and you even don't have a time to make your own training. 
because we had just uh, two galleries, two shooting galleries. And at right the now, object? for example, uh, is no, that at the object? The no, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, yes, and right now we have more galleries, so of course there is more time to shoot. But still, I think step by step, it also will be full. So it's quite difficult. And uh, the object, it's a good shooting range, but it's so far. I mean, the Moscow is a huge uh, megapolis and uh, there is terrible traffic. And for example, for me to go to object, it will take two and a half hour to, to get there. And then you'll have to get back about two hours and still you Depends have to on your drive. there. <laughs> but you know here it's it's really terrible you can't even understand once you have to come to moscow you'll understand what, what, what i'm thinking about so and that's why still there you have to spend some time and uh, it makes like you spend the whole day just to train like one hour and what or, or one and a half mm -hmm. hour in object and you're like oh my god like it doesn't worth it so that's why people people usually try to find the shooting range which which is close to their home or their work. And uh, also about the prices, a big question, you know, where price is better. So they try to, to see the balance in price, in, um, in time you spend in the shooting range and to the <coughs> shooting range. So like this, you know, and in Russia, it's, it, you can't say just like, hey, I can't say, for example, hey, Kita, let's come, let's go tomorrow at, at two at the shooting yeah. range and we'll shoot lots of guns. No. You well, when you come here, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have, you have first of all to call to the shooting range and ask like, hello, me and my friend, we want to come, we want to shoot um, like, for example, two hours and they will tell us, okay, uh, but you know, tomorrow is, it is full, but uh, like next week we can go or that's crazy and, and stuff like this, you know, so you just can't say, ah, let's go, let's go and go yeah. to shoot. No, <laughs> you got to plan it yeah. like way ahead. Okay. Yeah, that, that's great. When, you, when you're getting ready for a match, um, obviously you're taking a break now, but when you're getting ready for a match, how is your training regime like? Are you, do you make that effort to get to the range and, and train three times a week? Or do you mainly just do more um, dry fire? She's just naturally a boss. You know, that's just how it works. So she just kills it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, about the, also the good, uh, the good question about the dry fire. I like to dry fire, yes. And uh, I like this thought so that everyone are saying it's, it's very important. It's really important. But you have to be the, the most important thing. You have to be sure that you dry fire correctly. Mm -hmm. I mean that all your techniques are correctly because mostly people, uh, for example, they were at the shooting range. They tried something new. They learned it and then they go home and do a dry fire. And there they did some, um, they just don't realize that they have some mistake. For example, something changed. Yes. A coach at the shooting range, he saw the mistakes, he told it to a person. But when the person come home, um, he doesn't see himself from the sides. So he, he can't say he's doing it right or correct or not correct. And, some, and mostly people come home and then they start to dry fire and just to remember their mistake, which they don't see. But the coach could see, you know, but you can't come with your coach at home. It's good if your coach is your <laughs> wife or husband, you know, yeah. you're lucky. But, but in other, yeah, but in another case, it's a little bit um, complicated. So that's why you have to, you know, I think the dry fire is a good thing. If, for example, you have a coach with whom you train all the time. And for example, after a few classes at the shooting range, when he knows that, uh, you do, for example, transitions or I don't know something like this uh, correctly, so you can come home, you can go home and train it by yourself. But um, without uh, control of the coach, if you train alone or you are not sure, or you just came to the shooting range, you had one lesson about transitions, and then you come home and try and start to do transitions. I think that mostly you will make a mistake and then you will come back with the mistake and uh, everything will not go correctly, you know? So you won't receive a good result in a faster, in, in a shorter time, you know? So it's very difficult, um, complicated thing with the dry fire. You have to be sure you do everything correctly. Only after this, you can do it. Grant, why don't you tell Mar Maria what we've done for your dry fire training? Um. What the, the online video coaching? Yes. Yeah, because that I mean, what you mean, what you're saying is exactly that. You can bring your coach, you know, use the phone, 
and actually draw a fire in front of your coach and they can pick up the the mistakes so that's the what mis- me and kita have been have been doing um most so people cool. i find yeah they let their grip go most people um because the mm-hmm. gun's not recoiling um yeah so that that's what i see most of the point but yeah when when me and kita do the draft five video she picks up a lot that even in live fire i don't even think i would have picked up on so it's been mm-hmm. actually a great help so yeah. that's good that's just it's we're lucky we live in the 21st century you know that right. we have such a <laughs> yeah, such a things like as a, as a phone and a Wi-Fi where we can see each other even from the totally different sides of the world, you know, and speak and teach and so on. So that's great. <laughs> What's really funny is when he sets up his camera only facing him, even when he's shooting uh, live. Yeah, the... <laughs> you you tell her. <laughs> you tell her. <laughs> well, yeah, when you when you when you do something and you're like, you know you did something wrong, but you didn't think that she didn't she saw it. She couldn't have seen it because on the other side, like you did that wrong. I know. <laughs> I was like, how did how did she do that? Yeah, so I can't even see the targets. I'm just seeing his manipulations with the gun and yeah. where his eyes are going, and you know, I'm like, yeah. that was a Charlie on the left. <laughs> and he's like, How did you know that? You didn't even see the target. yeah exactly so it does it does help and i think i think it's underutilized quite a lot like because it's like okay well i'll just draw fire by myself but there are people that you can call that can actually do a video draw fire with you even if it's not keto even if it's like your friend just like i need some help on this and you can set up a video call and you can actually do that yeah yeah that's true that's true and it's more fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah to have your buddy to drive fire yeah. together yeah, you know. is it is it fun grant when kita tears you apart about everything we're doing? <laughs> no that, that's not that is not fun getting getting tattered it's also like, so much fun it's that nerves as well because when you're by yourself you don't have those nerves you you you, you you're the winner because you you're the only one who showed up there's no um, pressure but, right yeah when when someone's watching you even if it's your friend there's automatically pressure so Maria, <laughs> why don't you tell us about all your sponsors? You know, but I don't have like I have a Fireline sponsor, but I can say that even my I'm a sponsor of myself because I'm uh, a co-owner of the shooting range. The name is uh, the Fireline. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we have like a small shooting team, and um, I coach there in the in my shooting club. And um, also, I'm just like a co-owner, so that's uh, that's great. Bonus, so wait a minute, you know? wait a minute. All this stuff, all this stuff about trying to get on a waiting list. You don't have any of that. You own the range. <laughs> the schedule is always open. <laughs> yeah, my for of course for me the doors are always open. But you know, it's not um, like mostly. It's not just about uh, the competitions and about like shooting for me like a trainings, you know, there are lots of people who live in Moscow who want to come and people who want to pay money to come to shoot. So that's why I, uh, I just can't say like, hey guys, I want to shoot today. Just you will wait next day. <laughs> so it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work like this. So that's why, of course, the doors are, all, are always open. But uh, of course, we are thinking also about the, <clears throat> our clients who are coming, who wants also to try, to, to try shooting and maybe to, join the ipsc so we are looking for that and um, and it's okay you know that not all that not always i'm i have to go to the shooting range because sometimes you uh, you have to relax from shooting and to change something you know so better to have it like in um, how to say that <laughs> uh in the correct way you know like some time of shooting some time of um, spending with friends and so on not only shooting like 24 and 7 yeah a balance yeah Yeah, that's true Mm -hmm. now i know a few years ago what you've done is yeah you've made your passion your work though so don't you (laughs) aren't you afraid aren't you afraid that you'll just hate shooting because now it's work uh no it's um no i can't say uh that i hate shooting or i will in the future because it's yeah. yeah, no, but I can say that, for example, right now I take a break from uh, my own um, uh, my own trainings because I don't know why, but last month I think I have so much uh, personal trainings, like personal coaching, uh, 
and I'm really tired of it. I mean, I spent a lot of energy and that's why I don't have energy for myself. So I was thinking like, okay, I'll take a rest because even if I don't shoot, but still when I come to the shooting range and I train some people, it's still like equal as I shot by myself, you know, because I spent lots of energy. I was in the shooting range. So, um, you know, that's true that I'm a little bit tired in total because too much shooting, but for sure I like it because um, like it's half, it's half of my life and I'm, I really enjoy doing this. So I hope it won't happen, you know, till yeah. right now it's, it's, it's okay. I remember a few years ago when you taught your first class and you were like, Kita, how do you do this every weekend? Yeah. <laughs> so it's true. been kind of a long road for you to get to this point. Yeah, but you know, for example, about master classes, for me, it's for sure not, never, never again. <laughs> because it's, um, I, uh, I'm looking for some um, students who wants um, in progressive way, for example, they have point A, and they want and they want a point b and we step by step are going to the point b for me it's maybe more interesting you know but the master classes they took so much energy that mm -hmm. i was like uh, i was so tired and i understand that it's not for me at all you know so many people even if when you coach when someone comes to me here in yeah. moscow and i coach someone it's still for example one person and uh, it's personal and when there is a lot of people a huge crowd and you have to pay attention to everyone. And uh, it makes me, my, my brain feels, feels like, <laughs> you know, boom. So no, it's not for me for sure. I really respect Kita, your work, like how you <laughs> do it. I don't realize how, how you have energy for this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> to me, it's very rewarding. The same way it's rewarding for you to do an individual lesson for a couple hours. It's rewarding to me to take a small group and see them all progress. I get mm -hmm. eight times the reward. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So any other training tips you want to share with us? But maybe you want to ask me some, like, like any. I want to ask you want? A, a thing. Okay, okay, so do you, okay, you don't change guns. You shoot production only, yeah? Yeah. Okay, do you see the value in taking a gun that's harder to shoot, to train with, to pick up your competition gun and make it seem easier to shoot? Um, what do you mean? Like, uh, that's, um, like you should have shot it. You should have shot it in competition. T t doing the training for one day with like a Glock, which is harder to shoot, and then pick up no. the Shadow 2 to make it easier. No. Mm-hmm. No, never. I never do. And also, you know, sometimes uh, when I come to the shooting range or before the competition uh, and some guy, for example, comes to me with some, I don't know, STI or something like this and asking me like, Maria, I have a new gun. Do you want to try to shoot? Like, for example, before or during match, I will never try. Mm -hmm. And I will tell him I will. But later, let's, for example, after the competition, we see each other and I'll try. Because, you know, those differences, it's good if the gun would be worse than yours, for example. But, you know, sometimes it's really good. And uh, sometimes, you know, your recoil is different. The grip is different. The trigger is different. And even when you shoot it a few times, um, your mind changes a little bit. So before the competition and during competition, you have to, your hands and your brain has to remember only how your gun feels, how you shoot with it. Because uh, even uh, a small, um, a small thing. For example, you you took a gun from your friend, you did <coughs> some shots, and you remember those that trigger and so on. And you come to the competition, and there was a long distance plate, for example, and you could not um, hit it just because, for example that gun had um, more strong trigger and you just pulled it uh, very, very in a hard way, your trigger, I mean, and, and that's all, you know, it's, it's a things which maybe at the beginning, um, you know, you have to try everything. <laughs> when you'll try to do this, you'll understand. But after those years, which I shoot, I realized that I can't try different gun. Even the same, for example, if I have my own Shadow 2 and my, and my friend has also Shadow 2, I will never take his shadow two to shoot 
before and during the match. I will take just mine for dry fire, for everything. Because even if we are speaking about the same shadow tools, yes, two shadow two, but their triggers are different. Like mm -hmm. little bits, but you feel the difference and it could make uh, a mistake or, you know, it. so it's, uh, it's really the point that you have to pay attention to and try not to to try different guns before the big, uh, big match, if you want a good result. If it's just for fun and you don't, don't care, so it's okay. But if you want uh, something, so try not to do this. Sounds like, that sounds like a difference between iron sights and dots, though. You know, I feel like if I picked up my other buddy's PCC that had a dot on it and I shot it for a while, it wouldn't really, wouldn't really affect what I was doing if I picked mine back up. But I guess if you're shooting iron sights, those little differences can be the difference between an alpha and a, and a delta, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Maria, tell us yeah. about your travels. You've traveled to a lot of really interesting places. What was your favorite? Um, you know, I think um, th that's true. I traveled uh, all over the world in different places. And I can say I would be happy, like really happy, to go back to the South Africa. I don't know uh, why. That's where Grant I've been, is from. I've been trying to avoid South Africa. <laughs> I mean, my God, it sounds very strict there. <laughs> yeah, but it but it was fun. The country was um, unusual for me. The match was cool, and it was so difficult, you know. And really, I liked the atmosphere, everything. Like it was a really cool experience. Mm -hmm. You know, this was um, this just such um, a bright, a bright point in my memory. You know, the yeah. South Africa. Well, yes, maybe also, next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe next I time I go, time. we'll see each other there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so <laughs> because really, it was very cool experience. I liked it, and um, also maybe in the USA. You know, I was just few times. It was also cool experience, but for me, it was difficult because uh, I have shot USPSA match, matches and usually I shoot IPSC matches and those small difference, but they also make me feel a little bit nervous, you know, and unusual. Mm -hmm. So, but I liked uh, the USPSA matches and I like the way, uh, you know, how people uh, deal with each other. I mean, I think in the IPSC in Europe or in Russia, it's more maybe aggressive, like, the range officers are mm -hmm. wants to to see some mistakes and say like stop like or yes. something like this you know to make you feel like your you your life is under his hands you know yes. like something <laughs> something like this you know? <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah something like this and in the USA um when I was there I felt that it's a different story a little bit mm -hmm. that they are like the range officers they are like friends like yeah. a buddies who wants to help you to go through the stage, who wants you to help to do it uh, um, in a safety way, mm -hmm. you know? If you do even some small mistakes, he will come and will tell you, hey, you did like something was wrong like this, just pay attention to this, yes? Like next time it could be worse or something like this. And uh, in, uh, in Europe, it's different, you know? Mm -hmm. And I liked how people are, uh, connecting there with each other because in the Europe, like um, everyone are um, very are serious. Competitors. Yes, very seriously. Like, uh huh, he did like this. I have to do another game plan, or I made such a great game plan in my head, but I won't tell him. Like, uh -huh. he couldn't know that. Something like this. In the US, it's different, you know? Yes. So it was also a great experience to see how it works. I did see a lot of mind games going on in Europe when I was there. <laughs> it was, and yeah, it's, it's very subtle. They don't just, you know, they're not attacking each other or anything. They do it very subtly just to get in your head a little bit. Just one second, Kit. I didn't hear you. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I'm with you. I've lost the battery. So can you repeat one more time? Oh, okay. So as I was saying in Europe, I did see a lot of the mind games, but they do it very subtly. So it's not mm -hmm. overt aggression or anything like that. It, they'll just plant a little seed in your head that mm -hmm. makes you question yourself. Have that's you seen perfect. that quite that's a bit perfect. too? That's perfect. That's my, yes. that's my version of trash talking. 
I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want to be mean about it, but if you just make them think about what they were about to do, you know, that could screw you up. <laughs> right. right it's great. So yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, when you come to the U S don't come to Wisconsin where I live because it's basically Russia. <laughs> we have so much snow. Oh my God. But yes, I remember, I remember your, your photos maybe like two years ago when it was November and you were like, like this in snow, you know, like yes. so snow. snow, my snow. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> We'll hang out somewhere sounds nice, like, somewhere warm. No, that sounds like a perfect opportunity for a snowball fight, but that's just me who's never seen snow in his life. So. <laughs> Maria, do you do you have a manager? No. I'm just curious. No, you do everything yourself? No, no. Yes, I do everything by myself. Yeah. That's impressive. I know a lot of people in the U.S. have a manager who sets up all of their publicity and everything. Your videos are really, really high quality. Thank you. <laughs> who does your I videos know, like, for you? Uh, you know, maybe one year ago when I was, uh, when I wanted to do something new, like I was so much in love in different videos. So I find uh, I have a friend uh, who had a professional camera and um, who did those videos. I just told him like, hey, can you help me? I want to do some videos. So he did it for me, but then, you know, it's a little bit a difficult story, you know, uh, because sometimes he doesn't have time. I don't have time. And it was quite difficult to, to connect, uh, mm -hmm. to make some stuff like this. And then I understand that I have a phone, you know, and uh, right now it's so easy to have a good quality of video to tell the truth. So I'm just tell, telling my friends or someone to make a video. And then okay. uh, the most important, the most important thing is how you, after you make some videos, then in some um, program, you have to make from them a nice product. So Edit. this is the most important thing. Yes, yes. When you know how to, how to work it, so it's done, it's good. Even some terrible video, you can make a like, good, good looking one, something like this. So right yeah, now my friends, my family are doing uh, videos for me and I'm just editing them them you do the editing yourself yeah yes, it's very good myself. thank you, thank you. by myself I'm, I'm doing it yeah i just put together a promo video for well it's actually the intro for this podcast and yeah i was awesome. so frustrated it took me like all day it was so embarrassing <laughs> to piece everything together in a way that kind of makes sense i had no idea what i was doing so hopefully you guys like it <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's the same, for example, when the shooter, when the shoot, shooter come at the shooting range, at the beginning he, for him even to make a first shot from the holster, yes, it's so difficult. There are so many things to do, like hands are working, trigger is working, your eyes have to see the targets and so on. But then in one week, he's doing it easily. So the same thing, it works the same, yeah. you know, like more things you will do um, like this, so it will be easier. And that's all. Yeah, it's been it's been fun though, learning how to do it. Kind of gratifying. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, did you want to talk a little bit about our show sponsor? Yeah, no, we just wanted to uh, thank DaVinci Machining for sponsoring our show. It's the most reliable PCC on the market. If you're in the market for a PCC, check them out at davincimachining.com. Thank you. Grant, did you have any other questions that you didn't get answered? That you wanted to ask Maria. Uh, well, one of the things, um, where do you where do you see Ipsic going, Maria? Do you see because there's all that um, minor versus major and standard thing because 40 is so hard to get for Europe. Do you think that's going to turn into nine mil only? Because then, what's the difference between that and production? Um, you mean why do I shoot uh, in, why do I shoot production? Or well, like, where do you see where do you see the sport going? Kind of thing. Do you see standard uh, way? Uh, you know, um, I think that sport, if to say the truth, um, is going to the PCC production optics. Mm -hmm. So and maybe production for the guns, which are easy to shoot, less expensive, and uh, give you good um, how to say good the good speed. Uh, which are not breaking a lot, you know. For example, open is because I tried a little bit in open, and it's so complicated about the gun parts, about the ammunition, and so on. 
it's expensive and very complicated because with some ammunition or your open doesn't work for example we can't reload our guns uh, our ammunition so it's very complicated and i think the world goes to the dots so that's why production optics the easy gun you know for example youtube shadow 2 you put the optics on it you have production optics and um, it's quite it's, it's a fun everyone can use it everyone lo loves the dots you have um, any bullets any bullets you use it works and it's easy and the pcc you know it's such a big speed it's such a huge speed they're doing like uh, you can shoot indoor outdoor uh, handgun stages and so on so i think the score goes to this i think all those uh, open 40 caliber maybe step by step they will go to the second plan because it's not uh, uh, it's not that comfortable, you know, more comfortable things are, they are progressive, I think so. And we will see how it will go, but uh, I think the easier things are going to be our future. Something yeah, interesting yeah, I've, I've seen. Oh, go ahead, Grant. Sorry, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more people when they join, they're just going into production optics, they're not even doing and not even starting yeah, yeah. in production. Yeah, because it's you just... got to aim with the irons, man. That's like that's a lot of work, you know? Like you just put the dot on it and hit the hit the trigger. It sounds like fun. Oh, you make Something... it sound so easy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Something really interesting I've seen is that people who shoot production go and shoot carry optics for a little bit. And you get so much feedback from the dot on what you're doing. Just this immediate feedback. You know exactly what's going mm -hmm. on that people go back to irons and they actually get faster. Have you seen mm -hmm. that at all, Maria? You know, I didn't try, for example, production optics, unfortunately, but for example, I've shot a little bit with open and I can say that uh, it didn't help me at all. Okay. It made me a little <laughs> bit, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can say that it was quite difficult because um, first of all because of optics then you have totally different gun the grip uh, the magazines mm -hmm. even your belt the magazines are so close to your belly i mean they're ahead so all the time i was doing a reload i made a reload yes. in my last <laughs> I was like, what the hell you know? uh, it really it was so difficult for me to change and at the, at the end i understand that you know, I can't, uh, for example, train so much with open and it's quite expensive and difficult. So it's better for me to stay in production, you know, maybe in the future uh, I would go to open. But right now I realize that production optics will, would be better choice than open, for example. Mm -hmm. It's the gun is less similar and so on. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so for me, I didn't on, on myself, I didn't see this difference. Even with open, I shot slower than in production, you know, <laughs> like, and I uh. realized, it. and the people around realized it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so it worked for me like this. Okay, so what advice do you have for young girls coming into the shooting sports? Uh, you know, I can advise to everyone, so to every people that, um, like, it doesn't, um, I realize on myself, it doesn't matter how old you are, how strong you are, what's your, like, in total physical condition, um, where you live, and so on. If you have a pressure, if you have um, uh, a goal, and if you want to have a result, you will, you will get it for sure. You will, you will go to your goal, you will have a name, you will get it, and you will win. And, uh, like, everything is real so first of all you have just to believe in yourself and to try to do your best really i can say that everything could happen everything works so just um, never give up and try to do your best for example right now i have a girl whom i coach she's just 10 years <coughs> old and she's shooting with nine millimeters like with production gun and I'm shocked how she's shooting. She's tiny girl, tiny, but she shoots so good and so fast. I remember myself when I shot, when I started at 11, I wasn't like that. So she just has a pressure. She's, she just has a, um, the drive. How to say, the, she's the got drive somebody to desire. look up to, you know, she's got somebody to look up to and you. So that's, that's partially where it comes yeah. from. And, I think that's what keeps the sport driving uh, forward. 
Yeah, and that's cool, you know, and I understand that right now, everyone doesn't matter, like, if you are tall or you are small and what age you are, it's everything is possible. So you just have to, to know this and uh, never give up. That's all. That's my bigger advice. I can say, like, everything is possible. Okay. Thank cool. you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank, thank you for coming on. I yeah, never, you, I'm such awesome. a jerk. I never even introduced you to Mike and Grant. I'm just like, yeah. Maria! That's all right. That's, that's it's okay. okay with it. yeah. like... <laughs> so this is Mike and this is Grant. Hi, Maria. Oh, God, it's it's so nice to meet you. To see you. <laughs> After this hour of conversation, it's very nice to finally meet you. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. All good. No, that was Thank fun. Though. So Thanks much. for coming on, though. That was, yeah. that was actually really awesome. And, uh, you know, all your experience in the IPSC and your how good you are. That was cool to talk to you and see how you do things. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely look forward to, to the next world shoots and hopefully I'll see you there. All right. Thank you, guys. you guys. To see us all together and some match and shoot together. Maybe we'll have some time for Russia. So yeah, that'll be, cool. that'll be fun. That, that'll be actually pretty cool. That'll be awesome. I can I can throw a snowball at someone, and, and I still remember a word you taught me last time I saw you, Baka. Yeah, Baka Baka. I okay. was happy to be with you guys. Very <laughs> nice.